You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I ran back to him back <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Martin Houston Show. James Ludeman sitting in for Martin Houston today. Of course, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the Iron Man, Joe Gaither behind the glass. We have one of our interns back there too, right? Okay, when's with us this morning? Oh, good morning. Oh, she's over there. Okay, she's about over in the corner. Good morning. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Say good morning. Hey. How are you? <laughs> All right. So uh, welcome into the Martin Houston show this morning. Uh, sorry, I threw you curveball there. Uh, trying to, you know, try to keep it up at six in the morning because that's just what we have to do here. It's good stuff. Uh, we are so happy that you're with us, uh, whether you're listening to us here in Tuscaloosa on a freezing cold morning. Gosh, this weather. I, I don't know, Joe. Uh, it's it, one minute. It's 70 degrees. Next minute, it's 28. I just can't do it, man. It's just terrible. Anyway, I digress. But uh, this morning, we're going to take your phone calls, as always, on the Taco Casa hotline, of course, 205-342-9904. Join the conversation. we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, Alabama hoops uh, in the men's basketball AP poll came out yesterday, so we're going to kind of break that down and talk a little bit about that. Uh, We're going to talk... Some NFL draft. We're going to jump into that a little early, the week of the Super Bowl. And, Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot this morning and because uh, I, I just love to do that to everybody. You no, know, I just woke up, so come on now. Dude, I just woke up too. It's fine. We're all here. We're all good. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Joe, and what I mean by that is later on in the show, uh, I'm going to have you be the NFL GM of the Chicago Bears for a minute. Because I want you to tell me who they're going to draft, first of all. But then I'm also going to have you be the GM for some of the Alabama football players and and predict where you believe they'll go. And uh, I've got some interesting predictions on, on some of these guys. Uh, I was really a big fan of uh, Mac Jones going to a particular place. I may have changed my mind over the last few days, but uh, we'll see kind of how that goes. And if you want to join that conversation again, Taco Casa sponsors the hotline. They are fantastic under the biggest cactus in town. Uh, Barry Sanderson, who has inside the locker room, says that shaved ice is uh, the best. And and he doesn't lie about that. It's fantastic. Uh, but what I like to highlight, Joe, is the queso. Uh, it's underrated. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good it is. 
uh, at Taco Casa. So you can find them in all locations all over Tuscaloosa, Northport, and uh, under the biggest cactus in town. So the AP poll came out yesterday for NCAA men's basketball. We expected Alabama to fall uh, in that poll due to the loss to Oklahoma this past weekend, although they didn't fall as far as I thought they would. Uh, they were sitting at nine last week. They did jump. They dropped one spot to number 10. Oklahoma, on the other hand, jumped up 15 spots to number nine. Super impressive. Super impressive. Uh, other notables uh, in the SEC, of course, Missouri falls to 18. And uh, they they actually fall pretty far there. Uh, I think they dropped down, what is that, uh, six spots? Yeah, six. And uh, Florida moves up 10 spots, Joe, into the top 22. Uh, They are actually ranked 22. So we have three SEC teams in the AP poll top 25. On the coaches' side, which I feel like the coaches' side is just better. Maybe it's because Alabama's ranked higher on the coaches' side. Uh, But Alabama's seventh, they actually move up a spot which is super surprising. Uh, They move up a spot. Florida moves up 12 spots in the coaches' poll after winning their fourth game in a row and being a really good West Virginia team, by the way. That was not a bad team they played. A great team, honestly. Uh, It was a really impressive win. Uh, And they moved up to 23 in the coaches' poll. So uh, Tennessee in the coaches' poll actually is at number 10. Now that one I have a hard time. I have a hard time with that. Missouri's at 17 in that. So we got a little more SEC representation uh, inside of the coaches' poll. Joe, you've been watching college basketball a long time. For somebody who might be new with this, it, why is there such a difference between the AP and the coaches' poll, in your opinion? Because the coaches aren't watching. They don't watch all the games. They just rate their their teams, and that's it. I mean, more, more often than not, the coaches are passing these these ballots and these polls off to a, a grad assistant or assistant <laughs> coach, and they're just signing them at the end of the day. Uh, wow! Letting somebody else pick, pick, pick these ballots, in, in my opinion. But but I mean, the, these coaches don't have time to watch the games like like uh, the pollsters do because they're just game planning for the next game. All you really see, if you're Nate Oates, an Alabama coach, you know you're you're seeing Florida, Auburn, you know Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah. You're not seeing a lot of these Pac-12, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big Ten, ACC schools. So uh, it's because they don't watch the games. You mean to tell me you don't stay up for Pac-12 after dark? Right? I mean, I do, but I'm not. But I, I, don't, I don't. I can't speak for Nate Oates. You know, I, can, I would imagine he's getting uh, about five or six hours of sleep, and the rest of his day is all Alabama basketball. Yeah, I. Yeah, I agree with that. And look, Alabama's still sitting at the top of the conference. They're, I think, they're four games ahead uh, of the second place team, which is Florida. Uh, who's really turned it on. I mean, they, they have uh, played some really good basketball. Um, LSU's at 11-5. and five. We'll, we'll see them on Wednesday, tomorrow. Uh, Tennessee, 12-3. and three. Missouri, 11-3. and three. Arkansas, 13-5. and five. And uh, it, it's, you know, in the conference, uh, that's, that's why I thought, and I told, I actually told Barry this last week when we talked about it, or no, I'm sorry, it was Gary. We talked to Gary Harris, who hosts the Gary Harris Show. And I told him, I was like, listen, if Alabama loses this game, 
you know, it's not like it really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like it really matters all that much uh, because it's an out-of-conference schedule. And, yes, it would have been super nice for the resume for Alabama to win this game this past Saturday, but they didn't need to win it. I mean, yeah, it looks good. It's cool. If you beat Oklahoma, fantastic. It's just another, you know, notch in the belt, so to speak. But they didn't need to win that game. They they literally didn't lose anything by losing it, in my opinion. Well, they play, uh, you're talking about Alabama losing to Oklahoma? To Oklahoma, yeah, right. They, they, they played a tough opponent, and you saw the uh, huge jump up uh, in the rankings for Oklahoma. Right. They, they, what are they, uh, their last three wins have come against top ten teams. So you, they're, playing, they're playing a hot team. Uh, both teams kind of without a couple of players. I thought it was a, you know, a good little Saturday afternoon skirmish that uh, didn't really hurt either team too badly. Oklahoma's beaten Kansas. Kansas, Alabama, and there's one more team that I can't think of. But Texas. And Texas, that's right. And but you know they lost yesterday to Texas Tech. 57-52. So uh, there and that's a top 15 loss. So that's, you know, I think they probably had they won yesterday may have been ranked a little higher, but we'll see. I don't know. But but I I'm just saying my point is to say that right now, Alabama, and yes, the SEC Big 12 challenge is really fun and it's cool and there's a lot of great matchups inside of that. But I think right now this Alabama team needs to focus on winning the SEC right now and do something that hasn't been done in the Alabama basketball program in a very long time. Win the regular season title, get to the SEC tournament, Try to win the SEC tournament, which I think they have a very good shot to do. Uh, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of other teams right now outside of maybe Florida that could give Alabama a problem because we, we, you know, we've beaten Kentucky twice. Uh, we've taken care of business against Auburn. Now I think maybe Auburn might be kind of the, you know, the swing vote here, and we still got one more game against them. Last game of the season at home. It's going to be a big game. Uh, but I don't see a team, Joe, and maybe you disagree with me on this. I don't see a team in the SEC that when we get to the SEC tournament is going to give Alabama a really hard time. I mean, do you see anybody there that, that could potentially be an issue? I think, I mean, honestly, Auburn, when they got a uh, Sharif Cooper back, it seemed like a totally different team. Yeah. And, uh, I think Tennessee's definitely got the skill to uh, to 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 really jump up and bite you. You saw what they did to Kansas the other night, coming out and playing well. And, and you know they've kind of got that inside out game that Mississippi State uh, Mississippi State you know g- gave you trouble with uh, what last uh, two Saturdays ago. So yeah. uh, there's there's some te- you know Alabama's going to have to play a so- uh, you know finish up the season p- playing solid basketball. They can't play down to anybody. I think that that's the most important thing to remember, and that and that's a good point. That you're going to see things moving forward, even the teams that Alabama is going to be playing over the next, you know, several weeks. Um, it's 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 just one of those things where it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Alabama here uh, over the next few weeks. So, moving on from that, actually, why why don't we go ahead and yeah, yeah. why don't we go ahead and take a call here. Uh, let's jump out to the Taco Casa hotline. Let's get Pat in the conversation. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Hey, 
don't y'all think that Nate needs to work on muscle memory? That, uh, hey, we lost that game at the charity strike. Uh, they, Pat, you're, yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. They they uh, got to the uh, free throw line late in the game and and couldn't put uh, the front end of several one and ones. John Petty missed a bunch of free throw lines, uh, a bunch of bunch of free throws. So uh, they, they definitely had opportunities to win that game. Yeah, and uh, I mean those are those are to me they're unacceptable. That uh, it really is. I mean, we've been we've been doing much better at free throws. I don't know. If we had a problem with breathing on that trip. You know what what it was, but uh, I mean we had issues. I mean, hey, there wasn't uh, any more people in the stadium uh, uh, or in the in the arena. Uh, you know, I just I just can't understand why we were so pitiful at shooting free throws at night. I mean, I know that sometimes it happens, but but it's just not. Oh, uh, that's just not acceptable. Oh. Uh, and I, uh, but uh, what do y'all think? I look, I I agree with you. When you miss free throws in a game, it can hurt you. And and that was one of the one of the points that that you know killed Alabama in this game. I thought that they were in the game the whole time, even when they went down. And Joe, I I know you watched the game too. Even when they went down by, I think it was like what eight to ten, I think somewhere in that range at one point, maybe more. Um, yeah, they, I they mean, still I, were never I, I out of it. I wasn't worried at that point. No, and oh, and because like I said, we played and we came back and tied the ball game. I said, oh, hey, here we go. Yeah. And then and then they just fell apart on the charity strip. I mean, it just I just uh, oh, it just burns you up, you know, when you look back at it, you know. You can't you can't give up easy baskets. That that's that's the thing. And and what I mean by that is not only on defense, but you can't miss your opportunity at the line. And that's that is that is something that Alabama does very well, or at least they've done very well this season. Um, is that they've been able to even even if they haven't had a great shooting night, they've had good free throw nights. Yeah. And I think it's frustrating when you watch a team and you go, man. What what could have been because they didn't do what they had to do at the line, uh, but I'll tell you the other the other side of that, uh, Pat, is that their scorers need to be scorers, uh, and I thought they missed a lot of opportunities. Uh, again, the Sooners actually went up with twelve by twelve points with around eight minutes to go in the game, and Alabama rips off an eleven zero run, gets it within one point, and then. They literally made one basket in the final four minutes, and they had several opportunities. Uh, they, again, they didn't need to take a three. They tried to take threes. Uh, they shot 38% from the field, uh, including 10 from 28 beyond three, and they missed their final six attempts from three. So, look, Alex Reese, we give the guy a lot of grief, um, but he should not be leading the team in scoring. He's not a scorer. He's a guy that's going to get you those dirty points down down low, uh, and and you know he may do well scoring, but he shouldn't be your fifteen points. Should not lead the scoring. Um, yeah. John hey, Petty well, and other my, guys. My should question: that. Where was Primo? Oh, let me see. I'd have to pull it up here. Uh, well, uh, Joe, what was Primo? Was Primo in this game? Oh, I, 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 think, I, I think he scored five points. It's five points. That's right. Yeah, yeah. something but, low. But my question is: 
why was Alex Reese taking those threes on the end? Why wouldn't we get the ball to Primo? I would much wow. rather Primo or Shackerford take that shot than, than, than Reese is where, I'm, where I'm coming from, you know? Yeah. No, I, dude, I completely understand what you're saying, Pat. we got to get to a break, but you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely hey, right, and I appreciate yeah, it. Hey, hey, one quick question. That, uh, uh, any any uh, uh, Does anybody know when Kamara Wheaton is announcing tomorrow? Um, I have not heard anything yet this morning. So, but okay. it's, I'm sure okay. as soon as we get an announcement on that, Tidewell109.com, check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give us and, a, uh, uh, put, put it up on the message board. On, uh, we will. Uh, we will. Thank All right, Pat. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Bye-bye. All right. You have a good day. All right. That's Pat on the Taco Cots hotline. We're going to go ahead and go to our first break. And uh, coming up on the other side, uh, we're going to talk to DC Capstone, DC Capstone Report. And he will join us right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsville Nissan Traffic Center, everything pretty quiet around town on a very cold February morning. Please drive carefully, and if you do see conditions folks need to hear about, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month with new deals that will make you say wow. At your hometown dealer, Townsville Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. A brighter day today. The sky's sunny. Tuscaloosa's high 49. Clear tonight, the low at 28. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 52. Thursday, partially sunny during the day. Then rain moves in here Thursday night. The high Thursday afternoon at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit him online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Beautiful morning, get a summer morning, baby. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Second quarter getting underway, and we are going to jump out now to the Taco Casa Hotline. We're going to bring in our guest who's on uh, weekly with us on the DC Capstone Report. You can check out his stuff on Facebook. A fantastic guest of the show, one of our favorites here. Uh, DC, good morning. I hope all is well. Hey, I'm I'm hanging in there, man. Another day in paradise. Really, I only have one question to kick off this interview, and uh, the question is: Will Phil see his shadow today? That's that's the big question today. That's no, a big I'm question. I, I I don't know the answer to that one. I think it's uh, probably fifty fifty today. Fifty fifty. That's right. That's right. It's you know, I don't know the the prediction. Joe, do you got a prediction on this? I know this is a big sports topic here. Oh, huge. Uh, we'll say that he sees his shadow. Why not? All right, Why sees not? the shadow. I like it. I like that he's committing to it. All right. Well, since Joe's going there, I'm going to go that he's he's not going to. Oh, all right. Going. We got some uh, adversity here this morning. I can dig it. I can dig it. Well, uh, DC, I, I want to start talking about a little bit of the Senior Bowl we had this past Saturday. Uh, it's really awesome opportunity, especially with the combine being uh, kind of null and void. Uh, only had a couple Alabama players that were represented, although we had a few that were there. Um, were you as disappointed as I was about 
Mac Jones not being a part of this. I, I really felt like this was a great opportunity for him. I know he tweaked the ankle a little bit during the week, but uh, were, were you disappointed we didn't see more uh, of the Crimson Tide representation? Well, I was a little disappointed that he didn't get to play. I, I always want to see players increase their value by playing on big stages like that. And since it was the only uh, thing going with the NFL Combine now, uh, not being able to be held, I, I thought he would have had a great opportunity. But uh, I understand from people that were there and people I've discussed it with that he really was able to increase his value during the during the uh, practices and uh, NFL coaches getting an eyesight on him and seeing his accuracy. I think we were very really impressed with his accuracy, the way he throws the ball, and so the uh, way he can put it in tight spaces. So I think he really did a good job in the practice enough to uh, – I'd love to see him play in the game, but uh, I, I think uh, he did enough in the practice to really up his draft stock. Mac, uh, one of the cool things is, and, and we had a guy, one of our guys, Jacob Harrison, uh, you can check out all that stuff, by the way, if you're listening on Tywell109.com, all of that work from the senior role, fantastic. Um, one of the things he, he highlighted on there was this trash can challenge. Have you had a chance to see uh, Mac throw into the trash can? It looked like he was pretty successful there very, for a yeah, couple very times. Very accurate. Uh, it just goes to show you that we were all right on point when we were yeah. talking last year about his accuracy and being able to put the ball in tight spaces, so. I think that's something that the NFL scouts are really looking at. But one thing that they really impressed the scouts down there was his uh, just the leadership ability, uh, ability to command. And, uh, and and the first one on the field was really impressive to them. You know, I, I heard I've said it before, but I heard it from other scouts uh, this week uh, describing him that Tom Brady mentality uh, that he, he's a leader. Uh, so I, I really think that uh, Mac did a good job in getting his draft stock up a little bit. One last question about Mac, and then we're going to kind of transition the conversation, but there is something I want to ask. He was asked who he met with uh, throughout the week, and uh, one of the teams that he met with was was interesting. He kind of had a little bit of a, a reaction to it, was the New Orleans Saints. Um, do you see him being, in, in, as far as the NFL, is there a team that you see him really succeeding with? I know for me originally it was the Indianapolis Colts, uh, especially if Phillip Rivers was going to stay one more year. Obviously, he's not. Um, but is there a team that you just look at and go, man, Matt could really make an immediate impact on this team? Well, you know, I think Indianapolis was my choice early on to see where he's going to be. Uh, lately, some some you know, New England Patriots have gotten some uh, traction there just uh, with uh, knowing some of the Belichick uh, magic he can do with quarterbacks and different of Matt's caliber so. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, New Orleans Saints is probably a stretch, but uh, you know, I think he can make an impact there. I definitely think he could go into Indianapolis uh, and really do a good job there. Uh, I wish he had another year to, to learn under someone like Philip Rivers, like you said, but uh, a team like Indianapolis is set up with a lot of good defensive players and some good uh, uh, good skill guys around him that he, I think he could really go into Indianapolis and make a difference. You know, I've seen the Washington football team, too, and we got a lot of those uh, fans here as interns and other workers. And, uh, you know, I've seen the Washington football team as another team he could potentially that would be go a, to. That would probably be another team that uh, we definitely have some uh, Alabama players around him there to help him out uh, in the transition if he went to Washington. Absolutely. Hey, let's, uh, let's transition uh, over to some uh, college basketball. And, actually, we got Tom on hold, uh, so I'm going to bring Tom into the conversation. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Jane. Morning, DC. I hope your trip was good. Yeah, it was. It was productive, Tom. Thank you for. Well, we uh, missed you here. Uh, 
because Tuesdays are not Tuesdays without D.C. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you so much for missing me. I, I appreciate it. I hate I, yeah. I hate I had to be away, but just couldn't couldn't help it. I, I understand, and uh, just wanted you to know you were missed. But uh, uh, DC, uh, I, I like to talk about Mac and uh, where he might go. Uh, I was holding for basketball, and uh, uh, James and Joe and uh, and Pat were talking about free throws uh, this morning uh, before you came on and uh, the lack of makes that we had against Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, the free throws we missed were crucial down the stretch. And, uh, those always stand out a lot more. But uh, I-, I wanted to bring this up, and-, and I felt like this through the whole whole game. My observation was we looked like we were a little bit on the tired side. We not as fresh as we had looked uh, earlier in the uh, season and uh, banged up. I, I think that's that's documented uh, that we're kind of a banged up team. Rojas, Bruner, Herb's been taking a beating lately. And uh, But free throws to me, I, I think sometimes when you're missing, it is, fatigue is in there. I, I really believe that uh, fatigue can affect free throw, and that was going to be my take on, on the free throws this morning. Well, I agree with you, Tom. I think fatigue really uh, affects your free throws, especially down the stretch late in the game. Uh, the players who can hit the hit the free throws late in the game usually are, usually are those that push through and get that second win, if you will. But in that game against Oklahoma, I, I will agree with you that the free throws were cru- crucial at the end, and that's the ones we are magnified a little bit, but and Alabama's been a better free throw free throw shooting team this year. I don't believe. I mean, it was it's great to say hey, they made those free throws and won the game, but that's not what kept us from winning the Oklahoma game, in my opinion. In my opinion, uh, we were a tired little uh, a little far traveling. I believe that affected us with of a team that's already uh, dealing with fatigue and dealing with a lot of injuries, but also dealing with the stress uh, uh, and of the magnitude of a ten game winning streak on their shoulders. And that in itself wears you out, stresses you out, wears you out, and gets you fatigued. But the problem in this game, which would, which should be the one that we're all talking about, is is we got out-rebounded so much in this game mm-hmm. that it affected the second-chance points at Oklahoma. So we got 13 opportunities to get second-chance points that we gave them to our zero. Uh, it's just a glaring statistic that, that you can't overlook in a game like this. I think if you were to talk to Nate Oaks, he would love to hit some free throws. He'd love to hit some more shots from his playmakers. But the real one thing that kept us from winning this game was our rebounding and uh, and giving up Oklahoma second chance points. And that, and that's only going to get better if we get our big men uh, better. I, I think uh, Rojas has got to get better. I think uh, I think we got to get Bruner back. Uh, and I think that's going to that, that's going to help solve that rebounding. But you know, all the players that are dinged up, uh, the ones that are playing that usually rebound well. And the ones that aren't in the game are the reason that rebounding was off in this game. Great point, DC. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Ain't no problem, Tom. Thank you for calling, buddy. Appreciate it, as always. All right. All right, that's Tom on the Taco Casa hotline. And actually, you brought up a great point, DC, and I wanted to talk about this for just a second. Nate Oates was on, uh, I don't know if you saw Hey Coach last night, but he was on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. um, And and he spoke about Jordan Bruner, uh, and, and it seems like, He's going to miss still a few more weeks. 
Um, how big of a loss has this been? I know this is, I believe this is his, is a fifth game. Correct. Yeah. Fifth game that he has missed, uh, in a row. And, and what are they missing with, with Jordan Bruner right now that they obviously had when he was healthy and here? My opinion has been a huge uh, loss, uh, and I think it's threefold. Uh, number one is missing the rebound. The, re- the rebounding, Jordan Bruner brought a really rebounding presence on the inside, uh, and so uh, both on offensive and defensive glass, he was a man that could get up and get up and really contend for some of the balls that we've been beat out on uh, during these last couple of games. Uh, secondly, I, I think he, he was a uh, another scorer that was able to get you 10, 12 points uh, in a game uh, and, and and really high percentage shots, and could also jump out and hit the three uh, three ball on the wing uh, as well. But the third thing, and I think the most important thing, is the senior leadership. Now I know he's not been in Alabama in all those years, but Yale graduate, got a great head on his shoulders, really good basketball. Uh, Jim Rat knows everything about the the game, and if you saw any of the last few games, if you're able to to watch the the kind of the sideline. Uh, he's engaged on the sideline, even though he's not playing. Talking to players, uh, there was one point in this Oklahoma game where he tried to go to tried to really rally Herb Jones in the last few minutes to take the game over. Uh, you see him talking about what Oklahoma was doing from the side. That's the kind of leadership. That's the kind of uh, uh, kind of a guy that we're missing on the court, uh, and that, and that's critical. I think that in these short uh, in these last few games that were close games, uh, especially the Oklahoma game, he would have made a big difference if we had him on the court. And I think we'll miss him. In the next two or three games, I think he's probably going to be out another two to three weeks, um, and really, really going to miss him during these next few games. But hopefully, get him down the stretch, and he, and he really adds a solid piece as we go into the the tournament down down the road. DC Capstone, DC Capstone Report dot com joins us right now on the Martin Houston Show. We're going to take our next break. Uh, coming up on the other side, we'll talk more about Alabama basketball. We'll get, jump into some Alabama football as well. Uh, big name recruit actually joined the uh, recruiting class as if it couldn't get any better for Alabama football. Uh, big Alabama commitment uh, yesterday, and we're going to kind of dive into that, uh, amongst other things. If you want to join the conversation, on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, everything pretty quiet around town on a very cold February morning. Please drive carefully, and if you do see conditions folks need to hear about, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month with new deals that will make you say wow at your hometown dealer, Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. 
John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9. Don't forget, by the way, uh, one of our amazing sponsors uh, here on the Martin Houston Show is Alabama Credit Union. Alabama Credit Union, alabamacu.com. Go check out what they have going on over there. Uh, They do have the Alabama One credit card, $0 balance transfer fee, $0 annual fee, 0% APR for six months cashback rewards you can apply and save with your alabama one visa credit card today you can visit alabama1.com to get more information on that talking with dc capstone from dc capstone report and uh, i want to dc i want to read you something here that that struck me and i saw this this actually came out uh just a few minutes ago as a matter of fact uh cecil hurt put this uh, into one of his stories, and, and it was an amazing, something amazing to think about. It's kind of sad to think about. Uh, but it says, it says, quote, Alabama struggled in the month of February in recent years. Uh, in 2020, Nate Oates' first season in Tuscaloosa, the Crimson Tide went 4-5 and five in February. Over the previous four seasons, Alabama is 15-18 and 18 in games played in the month of February. Uh, so what does this team, D.C., need to do uh, getting back into the SEC schedule tomorrow against LSU and moving forward, uh, what do they need to do to finish out this second half of the SEC uh, schedule strong here? Well, I mean, I agree with those the numbers. I've, I've noticed those as well. But I think, in my opinion, this is a different team built this year than in years past. I think, uh, to be honest, I think under under the uh, last few years, uh, before Oates got there, our strength and conditioning of our athletes in the basketball program was not up to par uh, as we've had in other areas of sports that Alabama like football. So I think that really contributed to the to the drop off uh, in the players and being able to play. I, I think fatigue has been a big factor uh, late in the year, long season, and so I really I really believe that uh, this year is really built different. I think it starts with strength and conditioning. I think this team is in better shape runs the floor well. Uh, the, the style of play that Nate Oates uh, runs, uh, it's, uh, it's really a up-tempo type style, so they used to play in that one uh, along the, along the uh, over the years. So I don't really look for a drop-off. I think this game against Oklahoma, in my opinion, is a pivotal game uh, to see how this 
team is going to progress. And the next game against LSU will give us a telltale sign. Are we going to come out and we're going to be a different team like I think we are than we have been in the past? Are we going to rebound from that uh, loss and, and come out now with a freshness to start a new win streak in the SEC and continue our undefeated streak in the SEC? I think this team is built different. I think it relies on some uh, you know, three or four players to, to really have good nights, and uh, it's not just relying on one particular player. Uh, to do that, so uh, I think we'll see them come out in LSU if they if they protect the ball, limit their turnovers, play their game, uh, you know, hit the three ball like they like to do to to, to create some shots on the on the uh, inside with their driving. Uh, I think we'll continue to do that. But the number one thing we've got to do better is play good defense and rebound the ball. Got to find we we don't have Bruner back. We got to find a way. Uh, to get Gary involved in the rebounding and, and maybe get Keon Ellis a little bit more involved. He was very engaged in that Oklahoma game, getting more involved in the rebounding uh, side of things. So if we can do that, uh, I think we're going to have a big, a, a much better February than we have in years past. Breaking news into the Martin Houston show this morning. The uh, the groundhog has seen his shadow, guys. Joe Gaither called uh, it. Joe Gaither called it. Joe yeah. Gaither called it. That's right. Congratulations to Joe Gaither. Uh, that's right. Cue the applause. We're have more winter, Joe. I think that's what it means, right? More winter, six more weeks of winter. Isn't that what I'm hearing? I think, I th- that's, yeah. I think that's what it means. Also, I was just taking a stab at one of the sides. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, he was just jumping out, you know, jumping off the deep end here. All right, uh, let's let's move into some football because I, I think there was a big commitment yesterday. Uh, the 2022 prospect, uh, defensive end Walter Bob Jr. Actually, I, when I saw this come down. I went and watched some film on this, and I don't do this very often. I won't lie to you. All right, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, but he plays in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and six four, two hundred and fifty pounds, fantastic, uh, and and is actually from the same area that Pete Golding is from. Interestingly enough, uh, have you heard anything about about this uh, this gentleman here and? Uh, Obviously, he's going to join another recruit as well, Robert Woodyard, uh, who plays in Mobile. Uh, and so he's a four-star committed as well. Um, have you heard anything about these two signings? Well, yeah, I have. And, and of course, you, the one for Mobile is really big, well-known, got four stars. Uh, that, what I'm intrigued about is Walter Bob uh, signing. Uh, defensive end, uh, like you said, out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Really, Alabama, uh, it was in on him early. Uh, I think his size, his speed, his quickness uh, at, a, at that position for that big, for that kind of a big guy, six four, two fifty, as you called it. If you watch film on him, he jumps off the page as being a man, man among boys in the, mm-hmm. in the league that he's playing in. But Alabama was in on him early. I think another team, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, they they kind of was in on him because he's local there. But Alabama got in on him before, I think, before he's gotten any many stars at all. And so I think you're going to see him climb up the the different boards uh, later on with, with his play. But uh, what I'm hearing is that he, he is the, the the Jonathan Allen type athletic guy at defensive end uh, with the with the, with the uh, kind of a the big build that can can handle the run and the pass rush. So I think Alabama really excited about this kid getting in on him early before before anyone else is kind of on the board with him. So. A really big sign, big big pickup for Alabama, I believe, in the defensive front. Let me ask you this, DC. We're right after this, we're going to take a break and and here in just a second. But I wanted to ask you this, since we're talking about recruiting, Alabama just continues every year to have the top recruiting class. Um, 
what is it that they do? I mean, obviously winning helps. You know, when you win national championships, it makes it a little bit easier for people to come. Like, for instance, everybody's kind of up in arms about this video that came out yesterday, uh, the leaked video of Nick Saban uh, talking about the program. And he didn't tell anything that was a lie. He didn't say anything that was slandering. But it, what is it about this recruiting program that just that just people just want to play for Alabama and and did you have a problem with the video as well? That's kind of a second question. Well, I mean, first of all, go to answer your second question first. I have a problem with the video. I think I think a young person who's having a personal conversation with Coach Saban releasing that to the public is shocking because I don't think people think that that those type of things are between you and the player. And you think it's going to stay there, but that that's the first time we've seen a video release. But we've had players tell what coaches have told them for. A long time now. I think it's just because of the video that's shocking. To me, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, he didn't say anything on the video that wasn't true, and uh, he didn't have to. All he had to do was tell the truth about getting players to come to Alabama. Uh, the the record speaks for itself. I think the number one thing, uh, you know, winning has helped. Having Coach Saban as your coach helps. Uh, but the number one thing is the track record, consistent track record Alabama has had putting players in the NFL. Every high school player has aspirations of playing in the NFL. Now, all won't play, uh, but uh, they all have aspirations of playing in the NFL. And those who don't, you can see it. that Coach Saban puts a lot of effort into helping them in their next step, whether it be a graduate assistant or getting a job somewhere else, uh, or helping them uh, in, in their careers. Uh, so I think he's well invested. I think he, he, uh, being the, the process that he's developed at Alabama, uh, speaks for itself when it comes to why players want to play here. And I think NFL playing, uh, big, big-time big NFL players going to NFL and getting so many in the NFL is, is a big part of why people, recruits want to play at Alabama. D.C. Capstone, D.C. Capstone Report. We're going to take our next break. Coming up on the other side, be ready, both of you, because I'm going to put you both in the hot seat. Uh, D.C., we didn't get to talk to you about Alabama's schedule release uh, last week, but we're going to talk about it today. And uh, we're going to predict right now, way too early season prediction, uh, Where does how what does Alabama do inside of this schedule, and how far does the Alabama Crimson Tide go? Do they win their 19th national championship? We'll find out on the other side of this break from D.C. Capstone and Joe Gaither and myself right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsville Nissan Traffic Center, everything pretty quiet around town on a very cold February morning. Please drive carefully, and if you do see conditions folks need to hear about, just give us a call, 205-886-8886. It's a brand-new month with new deals that will make you say wow. At your hometown dealer, Townsville Nissan, I'm Cap Bray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. The current Northport City Council has approved a $7,000 pay increase for the next council. They've also launched a national search for a full-time administrator. Currently, former Tuscaloosa County Probate Judge Hardy McCullum is the interim part-time administrator. Tuscaloosa's views on the Tuscaloosa Transit Authority are being sought. A 10-minute survey is available on the city's website. Results will help dictate the future of the authority. Keep up with local news by clicking on TuscaloosaThread.com. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbor's, 
then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Make, make, make a clap to this. To show our appreciation for your support. Make, 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 make a clap to this. Thank you, DJs. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. Anyway, sorry, I just thought I'd try something different there. All right, uh, welcome back to the Martin Houston Show right here on Todd 100.9. Hanging out with uh, DC Capstone, DC Capstone Report just for the next few minutes. And I told you guys uh, I was going to put you all on the hot seat for just a second here uh, and talk some Alabama schedule. Uh, it was released last week in DC. I know we, we didn't have you on last week, so I wanted to give you an opportunity to come on and uh, talk about the schedule. Um, I know when I first saw this, there were there were a couple of games that had some, you know, a little bit of intrigue. I know I know the one game for me, you know, at College Station, uh, Texas A and M on the road, uh, especially when you have to go back to back at Texas A and M at Mississippi State. Um, but let can we just get your initial reaction uh, to the to the schedule here? Yeah, I think uh, I think jumps off the page first is at Florida uh, early. I think it could be a could be a little sort of a trap game. You got a big game against Miami on a big stage in Atlanta, and then you go back home with the Mercer, and then you got to go to Florida. Uh, I think uh, I think that's kind of probably an intriguing game. What what's Alabama going? What's Florida going to put together as a uh, with their offense uh, that they've got coming back? And and then of course that Texas A and M uh, going to be a big big game, probably a tough road uh, test right there going out to Texas A and M, and then ending at Auburn will, will kind of be interesting to see what. Uh, how Brian Harson has done is he was he brought together by the end of the season there at Auburn. But I look at Florida and Texas A and M as the two big tough games on the schedule. I, Joe, I, I want to ask you uh, as well about this. But are there any games outside? Because here's the thing: I think the Florida team. I, I agree, it could be a trap game. But man, Florida is just—they're losing so much. I, I just don't know, you know, what all they're going to get back. Uh, next year after losing their, their quarterback, losing their tight end, uh, losing one of their best receivers in Kadarius Toney. I, I mean, this is just – are there any games that you've seen on the schedule, Joe, that you kind of stand out to you as well? Well, I mean, I, I think I've been pretty outspoken, the fact that I think that college football and, you know, playing the cupcake games that are, are on the schedule, New Mexico State mm-hmm. and uh, was it Mercer is the Mercer, other? The, yeah. The dreaded Mercer Bears. Uh, <laughs> where, I, those those games just don't excite me as much anymore. And I, I know it's a great opportunity to see the younger players and to really get some development in. But 
Oh man, just give just it, it was almost better with a, a game or two less, but the quality to be much much higher. So uh, I'm kind of uh, in a way, in a way, missing last year's schedule. <laughs> DC, would you rather have this kind of schedule where we have these cupcake games, or would you rather just have a you know what did we have a a ten game SEC schedule this last year? Would you rather just do that? I would rather have ten game SEC schedule any day. I, yep. I think that's better uh, uh, for the players. I think it, uh, it does, it's better to have that opponent coming in every week. You know, if you if you as you mentioned that, you know, Joe's extremely correct. You got Mercer, then you go to Florida, then you got Southern Miss at home. Woohoo! Uh, the next trap <laughs> game on the schedule at home, only one at home. I think would be a trap game would be the Ole Miss game coming yeah. on August October second. Uh, you're looking ahead at Texas A and M, and you're coming off a road a game at Southern Miss. Oh, uh, you know, Ole Miss can uh, can take us to the wire any time, and with Lane Kiffin's offense. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think uh, play, playing those those uh, schedules with Southern Miss, Mercer, and North Dakota State or New Mexico State is uh, is uh, detrimental to the, for the team keeping up. But uh, you know, playing all SEC schedule, they got to be on there. No love for Tennessee, DC. No love for Tennessee. The Vols are back. No. Well, uh, <laughs> that remains to be seen. They haven't been back for quite some time. So. Absolutely. All right, DC, we're, we're wrapping up our time here, but I want to give you just a minute. Uh, go ahead and tell us about your podcast. Tell us about what you guys got going on, and uh, just feel free to plug yourself, buddy. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, it's dccapstonereport.com, DC Capstone Report Facebook page. You can like us on there. Lance and I, right now, we're in the middle of what we call our hiatus. We take a little hiatus after the national championship game, and uh, we get back into the podcast uh, as we work into our spring practice and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, we're in the middle of highs right now, but that doesn't mean we don't have great content. We still got great content up on the site. My, uh, Lance does a great job of videos, pictures, covers uh, all sports at Alabama with some great video content and great pictures. So check us out there. You can follow me on Twitter at davidcott 50 I'm always uh, retweeting and tweeting some things about Alabama as we go through the go through the weeks uh, as what's going on in Alabama football, basketball, baseball. Uh, I think we're undefeated in gymnastics as well. Yeah, we are. Love it. Sorry, I'm a season ticket holder, so I get excited about that stuff. That's right. All right, bringing a fresh, unique perspective and commentary to Alabama sports. DC Capstone Report. Uh, DC, man, always appreciate you being on, and uh, we're really looking forward to just a little over 200 days till Alabama football uh, takes on Miami, man. Thank you so much for joining us, DC. All right, thanks so much, James and Joe. We appreciate you all. And roll tide. Roll tide. Thank you, sir. All right, that was DC Capstone. We're uh, winding down our time here. Uh, on the Martin Houston show coming up next we have inside the locker room of course with uh, Wimp and Barry Sanderson who are going to be touching base with you talking some Alabama basketball and uh, we're really looking forward to uh, the rest of the week man we got a great show lined up for tomorrow play some deal or no deal this week true or false this week as well thank you to Joe Gaither of course doing his his thing behind the board our wonderful intern who is learning uh, on the side as well And uh, thank you so much for that. So stay tuned. Coming up next, inside the locker room, Wimp and Barry Sanderson right here on the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, Tide 100.9. Remember, trust in the Lord always. Lean not on your own understanding and roll tide. Have a good day, everybody. Yes.